When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Center pass in focus on SENZ. This is SENZ, 8 o'clock, and it is a brand new show, Centre Pass, where we discuss all things netball. Ricardo Ball with you, and Storm Purvis, who's the one that's going to make all the sense when it comes to netball, uh, former Silver Fern, of course. How you doing? Yeah, good. I'm going to try and make sense yeah. of this crazy season we're about to embark on. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a season that's been affected by COVID already, like yes. every other sport, pretty much. Um and so we, we, we missed one game from the first round, and we saw the other games affected, particularly the Mystics um, Magic game was affected, and they didn't have maybe full lineups. Yes. What did you make of it? Because I watched Magic Mystics, and I kind of went, this feels like maybe the last game of preseason rather than the first game of the season proper. Do you know what? They didn't really have a proper pre-season, mm. so that's a pretty fair assessment. They didn't have the um, great Autaki pre-season tournament they have, which you know Sky go along to, it's broadcasted, it's a full dress rehearsal really. None of the teams had that. Uh, and you're right in that the Mystics were pretty heavily depleted. They didn't have Grace Nwiki, they didn't have Phoenix Karaka, they didn't have Famu Yuani. So three yeah. pretty star players, and they had to use... You know, the depths of their training partners, they took a lone player from the Stars, Greer Sinclair, who's a training partner for the Stars. Um, so very much like a preseason match, they were, you know, rolling subs. Helene Wilson, who we're going to talk to a little bit later on the show, um, I'd love to kind of pick her brain and what she was thinking and her approach for a game like that. Uh, because, yeah, if we, if we start with that game, it was the Magic who got the win, 46-43. But like last year, round one, same game, Magic won that game too, mm. and then they went on to lose 14 in a row. <laughs> and the Mystics went on to win the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, as much as we want to you know, dissect round one and get really into it, it's too early to really get the crystal ball out and make any huge predictions. But um, promising signs. I mean, that game, if that's the game you watch, it was a good one to watch because yeah. the quality was pretty high considering so many COVID disruptions. Um, well, and that's, that's actually going to be really interesting, the fact that we've got Helen Wilson coming up on the show because we can talk to her about this um, and maybe you can make some sense of this for me before we get there. But it felt because they didn't have Grace Nwicky, you know, and, and she has such a big presence in the circle that you you feel like you can play a more direct brand of netball, but without her they had to figure a different way to get the ball under the hoop, right? I think it took them a while to kind of click that Grace wasn't there. I mean, I know that sounds stupid, like I don't want to 
discredit them or anything, but they were, you know, Taylor Earl, who has that beautiful long uh, feed off the circle edge, was kind of trying to do that in this game too. Maybe, you know, first game nerves and you kind of get into your systems and your processes that you had all last season. It probably just took the whole team a while to kind of switch into their completely different shooting lineup. So for that first quarter, we saw Claire O'Brien and Taylor Earl throw quite a few out the back. Mm. Quite a few that Phil DeVuy, who was starting at goal shoot, had to jump and was like, oh my God, guys, I'm not Grace. I can't get to this. <laughs> Um, so she then, uh, Helene, then brought on Peter Toyava, who is just a dynamo. You know, she was the grand final MVP last year, and she just kind of settled that attack line a little bit. And that's a question I'd love to ask Helene is why Peter wasn't starting. Um, Helene is a mastermind of netball, so she'll have her reasons. But you're right, no Grace Mickey is, you know, it's a huge thing for the Mystics. But what Helene can be really proud of is that it didn't get into this big, deeper hole where they really freaked out and didn't get any better as the game went on without her. They did adjust. Um, Phil DeVoy and Monica Faulkner and her new colours mm. for the Mystics combined beautifully once the feeders actually figured out how to make that attacking end work. And it was some really great, pretty netball and a different brand of netball than we used to seeing from yeah, the Mystics. Which I think, you know, maybe down the track, we look at this now and go, oh, you know, what a pain not having Grace there. But down the track, this could pay off because it gives um, the Mystics, and you know, another string to the bow, a different way of uh, attacking teams. If, if you get somebody, if Grace has an off day or if you get a team that figures out how to defend her really well, you can go, well, we don't just have to do that. We can do this as well. And you want that in game one or early in the season, not at the semi-final or the grand mm. final when you have to suddenly be without Grace or without one of your star players uh, a really good opportunity for the Mystics and Helene to try some different combinations so Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, how much of that, you know, you talked about um, the hangover from last, well not hangover from last year but you know, just what you did last year I mean when you're on court at that level how switched on are you mentally because it feels like sometimes some of that is muscle memory and you're running on instinct yeah, well, it, it also depends on your team's makeup. The Mystics are pretty lucky in that they've kept a very consistent, solid lineup. Uh, same coaches, um, you know, same captain and Sully Fitzpatrick. So I imagine a lot of their preseason training, their warm up routines, and everything will be the same from last season because you don't fix something that ain't broke. So I imagine for a team like the Mystics, there'd be a lot of that. For a team like the Pulse, who we haven't seen yet, they've had a mountain of changes. Um, they've got a new coach, old new coach, Yvette McClaws and Jerry coming back into the fold. Um, I don't know if they'll have any muscle memory as such. Of course, individually they will as players, but it might take them a while to kind of get into the flow, get into their brand, get into their systems as the season goes on. But for yeah, a team like the Mystics, uh, it can be hard. And I think that's why we saw some of those wayward passes at the beginning when, like I said, they were just thinking, Grace, Throw it in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we're talking all about the Mystics, the defending champions, but they lost this game um, to the Magic, uh, forty-six to forty-three. And we should talk about the MVP of the game, Irina uh, Mika Eddy. She was uh, just superb. How long is that lady? I mean, like she like had Inspector <laughs> Gadget arms at times. I think she's a meter ninety-three. So right. I'm a meter eighty-six, yep. and I'm pretty tall, but I'd say I'm in proportion. Edna is just. Way leaner than me and all arms and legs. So when she gets her body going, um, it was interesting because she was up against a shorter circle without Grace Mickey there. The the moving circle was something for her to kind of get her brain around. And and she nailed it. She was just running left, right and centre, just throwing an arm out wherever she could. Got her hand to a lot of ball. Um, and, yeah, I think maybe that is something that we've learned about Edna is maybe despite her height and her reach, she is actually better against the moving circle where she can cause a bit of chaos. Uh, so really stoked for her to get an MVP, MVP performance in Game 1 because um, she's been around a while. And, um, you know, there's some spots up for grabs in that Silver Ferns 
defensive end now with Jane Watson and uh, Katrina Dore being pregnant. Yeah, well, that's right. And, and coming up on the show, actually, uh, we do have a, a segment, uh, Storm's Performance of the Week, and you're going to name a team of the week. I, I would imagine, given that uh, it's not giving too much away, that I, th- I know who the goalkeeper will be in that I team. will say nothing just yet. You'll have to stick around. <laughs> I really struggled picking it. It's already week one, so this is going to be a tough segment for me every week. Yeah, right? it is. <laughs> it's going to be really tough. Now, um, Storm, we also had a game uh, down south and the tactics who went pretty well last year after a lean spell uh, they really got touched up by the steel didn't they and George Fisher was just on fire she was which is scary because um, she pretty much started the season how she finished the last she shot at 94% 47 goals only missing the three um, that's just unbelievable and for someone who you know she's based in England she would have spent a lot of the off season with the England Roses uh, to come back into pre-season probably late with the steel uh, to slot in like that and have a different uh, goal attack with her, Tiana Maturo has gone back to the pulse, so she was working with Xavier Tui and Georgia Heffernan. Um, it just looked like, you know, business as usual for George. And she's such an un- unorthodox player and someone I imagine would be quite, quite hard to defend. I retired before she came around, <laughs> luckily, so I didn't have to go up against her. But uh, her shot is, is so unusual. It's quick. It's accurate. Um, she's got the split of doom. She's got a bigger split than Irene Van Dyke, so wow. you know, that's something to watch out for. Yeah. And, yeah, she was great. Their whole attacking end, I mean, the steel are known for possession netball. They throw the ball around a million times before they send it to the hoop if they have to. They don't take risks, um, and that works for them. And, yeah, the tactics were just a little bit out of sorts. Yeah, I I mean, I know that um, I think Ali Bird's been struggling with a knee injury. She still shot 89%, but how much do you think that affected their ability to get ball to her in the circle at times? Yeah, I I think with poor Ali, obviously she is carrying a a knee niggle there by the sheer amount of strapping on her knee. Um, But it's just the strength to be able to take in some of these passes that may be a little bit off placement. I think if you're feeding to Ali, it just needs to go pinpoint straight to her so that she's fully controlled and comfortable to take the ball. Whereas it's the complete opposite with someone like George Fisher, who's really dynamic and can make any ball or feed look good. Um, So I think... While she's kind of sorting that out and, and getting her core strength and everything back, it's going to take the tactics a while to get that attack end clicking. Um, because you're right, once she's got the ball under the hoop, you know, she's not going to miss. And no. if she does miss, she's probably going to get the rebound. <laughs> so they just need to work on trying to find uh, the secret formula to get the ball into a really safe spot to be able to feed it to Ellie. Um, and I was feeling for Tapia Selby Rickett a bit because in that goal attack, uh, she kind of at times had to play the goal shoot role, the wing attack role, the goal attack role, because it just was kind of falling apart around her. Um, so the tactics definitely won't be happy with that performance at all. Uh, even Kimi Poi, their you know, star centre and new captain this year, had a really quiet game from her standards. So they will go back to the drawing board. They're up against the Stars this week, so a tough game again. But mm. expect to see a different tactics team okay. out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it was... A quite different game from the Mystics Magic game, which was, you know, we talked about it felt a little pre-seasonly, but defensively it was tight. This game, not so much. No, no. What was it? An 18-goal win or something ridiculous. Um, And 71 goals scored. And even the losing team scoring 54 goals. That's way more than the 46-43 that we saw in the Magic Mystics. So, you know, just the amount of ball going through the hoop was higher from both teams, kind of indicating that the the defence obviously wasn't really there. There was a lot of whistle in this game too, wasn't there? I don't, I'm trying to find the stat now, but I think I saw the Mystics, as the Mystics, the tactics, give up 60 penalties. Is that right? 
They probably did. So, actually, yes, I've got it here. What I found with the stats, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to do, we go, do a real stat <laughs> chat. Um, the steel, right, mm-hmm. had one obstruction penalty in the entire game. The tactics had 15. So I know the steel are a really clean side, but the tactics are typically known to be pretty clean too. So for them to have 15 to just the steel's one, uh, that's not good enough. That's a lot of time out of play. That's a, that's a real discipline issue. Yes, yeah, that's it's a, a coach, coach killer. killer. Hey, hey you look go. at that. You know your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I need a ding-a-bell when we, when we do that. A real coach killer, a real coach killer. Oh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, th- those things. What about turnovers? In terms of what the... Um, turnovers should be, uh, mm. sorry, conversion of turnovers should be, because there were a lot of turnovers uh, in both games, but yes. it, it felt like the conver- the conversion rate wasn't really there. That And that's your, your winning moments in a game, you mm. know, like everyone gets the same amount of centre passes, you get the same opportunity to, you know, score the same ball, but if your defence are getting ball, then that is what we call money ball. You need to score that, get that down to your shooters, position play and score it to get money in the bank, because that's how you win games. And I'm glad you brought that up, because the magic what we call turnover to score stat was 80 percent that's pretty good you generally want it around 70 percent or higher yeah the mystics turnover to score was just 44 percent and they only lost by three so if they had treasured that ball a bit more and kind of nailed that through court attack um then yeah they're a side to watch out for because they were getting plenty of plenty of ball on defense themselves yeah, it's just uh, it's about using that ball and converting those opportunities. This Absolutely. is centre pass. If you've just tuned in, the very first centre pass show with Ricardo Paul and Storm Purvis. We're going to be doing this every Tuesday night from 8 till 9, talking ANZ Championship Netball. It's 13 past date, and when we come back, Helene Wilson is going to join us.